Yeah, they, they nicknamed him Pharaoh. Let's call your social security number, Nick. No, yeah, I want a QR security. code. That's good. Nick wants a QR code. I'm going to attach his QR code. Then we have to get in awkward situations where like, oh man, I forgot their name. Uh. I'm going to tattoo a QR code on my butt and it goes to a Pornhub link. Anyway. So like, fucking... <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summit Podcast. It's your favorite host with the most, Sam the Bomb. And of course, with me every week is Danny with the Fanny. Hey. And King Nick Hennessy Theodore Fennington IV of Earl of Tennis Racket. We ain't got time to bleed. What are you talking I don't know. That's the only what movie quote I can think about? of. <laughs> Next, next Some, thing. I have no idea what nationalism is, and at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. Nick's things with intro, Nick's intros are always, from now on, they have to be like '90s action movie one-liners. That's what they have to be. Yeah. So like, I'm gonna um, run out, but you have to get introduce Nick, and he'll just be like, "It's just been revoked. <laughs> I'll have what she is having." Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, dude. We've spared no expense. <laughs> we've spared no Yeah, that costs a lot of money to do that. Uh, dude, we got a movie review lined up for you today. Metropolis from 2001, Studio Madhouse, based on Osamu Tezuka's manga of the same name from 1949. And this was a very cool movie. And I don't remember... I feel like I remember watching this like at a con a long time ago or something, but I felt like I didn't remember any of it. I don't know, so rewatching it was really cool. Um, I do have a copy of it on DVD that I got from Mario. Shout out to Mario, but I never watched it since then. So this is really my cool. cousin Mario, MC Mario, my cousin, MC Mario. This is part of our uh, decade spotlight where we go through different decades and just pick stuff. Oh, dude, I'm so excited. Yeah, dude. I'd... We've already done, like, another one from 2001. It was uh, it was Animation Runner Kiyomi, which is not like a... Or Kiromi. That's not a big one, but if Metropolis start, is more important. If you start seeing these reviews from, like, the 2000s sprinkled in here, that's what it's for. That is that is your soft announcement right there. We're not doing an official announcement on it soon. But trust me, it's coming, and it's going to be dope. 2000 to 2009. It's going to be crazy. So, get well, to that's it. news to me. I didn't know we were doing that. You knew we were doing it. Planning on the podcast. You, we were talking about it last weekend. Oh yeah. Well, we want to do the uh, <laughs> fucking Nick. We want to do the decade, <laughs> best of the decade from that decade, right? He's just like, oh yeah. So, are we going to include movies? We want to just uh, say fuck it and maybe say not. okay. I don't know. Yeah, You're no, right. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't. Because we probably would have had like Silent Voice and Your Name on our list otherwise. Look, this is all a ploy so I can rewatch Pilot for a Candidate again. Nobody's ever heard of that. What? <laughs> what? What, what is the name of that? Candidate or Pilot for a Candidate or Pilot Candidate? It was on Adult Swim. Saturday. It was. It was on Saturday Night Adult Swim back when they did anime on Saturday Night. 19,000 members on Mel. Okay. Yeah, see? Shut up. 
So when they started doing CG mechs and ruined everything, probably, most likely. Anyway. Well, that's, that's 2000 CG, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm excited to talk about this because, you know, Osamu Tezuka's the fucking grandfather. Okay. And also, I mean, this Grandpappy. manga this manga is said to kind of, or, well, what, what it's based off of, what some of it is based off of, which is Metropolis by Fritz Lang from the, 20, the 1927 is said to be one of the pioneers of science fiction. And obviously, that's fucking huge. Science fiction is yeah. huge everywhere, you know, especially in in Japan, especially in, in America. So, But it was one of those things dope. where, like, Tezuka said it was that movie wasn't a heavy inspiration. It was like he took a, maybe a tiny bit from it. But it, he has, like, basically a lot of different themes to, to his version of it. Yeah, in which the movie version from 2001 takes a little bit more from the movie than it does the manga. But um, we can talk about that when we get into it. Yeah, the, man- the manga and the 1927 one were pretty different. And yeah. then the movie kind of does its own thing. Yep. Because uh, Rintaro and, and uh, Otomo, they uh, they they you know collaborated. And we'll get into it. We'll get in, get it in, get it in, get it in. But first, we're going to take a small break right here. Links.AnimeSummit.net. You can <laughs> check everything right there. Uh, that's where to follow, where to listen. Humana, 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 humana. And uh, also Discord. Join the Discord. Join the Discord. Here's why it's important. Number one, the three of us are there, and we are talking in there every day. And hanging out. And you can talk to us and hang out. And number two, even better than the three of us being there, is the people in there. Because it's just super fun. Everyone's super cool. Really fun place to hang out. Also, Mango Chutney. Mango have, Chutney. Oh, yeah. We have, mango, <laughs> we have Manga Book Club. And this weekend, they are reading Land of the Lustrous, Volume 1 through 3. So, um, you should That was totally a great anime, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I hated it at first. It was really and, weird. It was really weird. And then, like, Nick and everyone else was like, but it's so beautiful and it's so awesome and the story's sick. And then I, like, rewatched like, the, the what I didn't finish. And not all the way. I still haven't finished it. I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> but I was wrong like... with you? You're I know, like, I, I love up. it. Wait, I haven't even finished it. <laughs> but, like, it's really cool. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's, like, themes in there that are super sick. And the art is really dope. And I think it turns me. I think it turned me off, off right away because I thought the CG was bad. But the CG is actually pretty good. Um, That's like the best CG TV anime that I've seen. I would say as, that as far as far as like how the CG looks. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I would. I would say that Dory Hidoro and B Stars. No, are no, no. Good. Land of the Lustrous looks the best out of all of those by a lot. I think you might be tripping. I'm just saying it looks the best. I'm not saying it is the best. You're a butt sniffer. Also, CG should all just die, you know. Just 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 die. <laughs> it's getting better though. Yeah, I think it's getting better. Um patreon.com/animesummit become a patron today. It would mean a lot to us supporting what we do and you get exclusive podcasts, you get the episodes out early and other exclusive vlogs and things like that that no one else sees. So that's super cool and we're working on other exclusive things soon hopefully and uh also, we forgot to put up the voting poll for, like, choosing who had the better Olympic team. So we put it up last week 
when the other episode came out. Um, but everyone has voted, and I won 63% of the votes. But it's weird because, like, it says Nick's team 38. I'm contesting the election. It's fraudulent. Yeah, because it says Nick's team says 38, and mine says 63%, and that's 101%. So that's really weird. But, yeah. Stop the steal. Stop the steal. (laughs) Also, I won in in the Discord vote until the last minute, then we're tied. Until the last minute. I demand a recount and stop dem- the steal. Nick demands a recount. Uh, de- demands an audit. Fraud! Exposed. But yeah, thank you guys. I uh, thought it was pretty funny. It was funny too because Mike was like, damn it, I may have voted for Psalms too early because Nick's is actually really funny. <laughs> but yeah, uh, M- Mike's, Mike's swing vote. He's the state of uh, Florida. <laughs> Florida. Florida. Nothing more similar than Mike and Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yes. God. Not even. No, uh, I know. <laughs> it's like the opposite. <laughs> uh, fucking uh, shout out, Mike. Dude, Nick, what's the listener question of the week? All right. The listener question of the week is from Gizmo. Gizmo's Garage. We should just name our, this Gizmo's podcast at this point. This Gizmo's podcast. He, uh, they ask, uh, do you prefer 12-episode or 24-episode shows? It depends. And I assume I, you can flub those numbers a little bit, like, you know, 11 really to 13. Yeah, 11 to 13, 24 to 26. I, like, if I'm looking at it before even knowing anything about it, I would prefer them to be 12 or 13 because, you know, then I can just, you know, whatever. Small. You can watch Small. two shows for the, you can watch two of those. Yeah. So I can cover more ground. I can gain ground. But fucking, you know, obviously, like, if I'm watching it and it starts getting towards the end and they're rushing shit or whatever, then I'm like, well, this should have been 24 episodes. What are you doing? You know? Um, but, I, yeah, I prefer them to be, like, 12 or 13. I think a lot of great anime can sum up things pretty well in 12, 13 episodes. So I prefer the smaller. That's what she said. Thank God, by the way. It, it is what she said. <laughs> For my sports shows, I prefer I prefer longer. Like yeah. seventy episodes for Danny. Both of these are not enough. <laughs> what about you, Nick? Uh, I'm gonna say longer. I guess. Yeah. I mean, some of the really best stuff is is short, but like ping pong the animation. Yeah. But uh, some of the best stuff is also longer. Actually, a lot of the best stuff is even longer than twenty four. Like One Piece. Just kidding. I'm never going to get to One Piece. I'm just saying it now. I don't think I'm not going to get to it either. So <laughs> One one day I just got to straight up make the dive. I will. But we'll see. Or maybe I'll just read the Mango Chutney. I don't know. Oh, but, good luck. I don't know. I feel like I can get through the manga quicker than, the, you know. But like, I think a lot of my favorite shows are closer to 24 than to, the other, than to uh, 12. Oh yeah, I wonder. Is there a mal breakdown or something where you can just like go to your list? Yeah, where, you, or oh, where wait. it says like, oh, like you're asking like, oh, the best shows by number of episodes or whatever. Yeah, like the, where it says like which like the ones you've completed, like which ones. Yeah, go to your list and just sort by score. <laughs> it tells you how many episodes they have. Oh well, yeah, I guess. But I just thought you know, like, yeah, like Cowboy Bebop, mal- Evangelion, those are. 20 there was that something. mal breakdown thing that we did with Man Made Mad. I thought, oh, like Graph Mal Plus. I don't know if it if it breaks it down like that. That'd be real cool if it did. Oh, School Days is up there. I don't know. That's a that might be swaying the the vote to a twelve episodes now. All right, Danny, wife, twelve episodes. 
<laughs> waifu is Bando, Danny. What do you got? We got waifu is Tima, and husbando is Kenichi. Yeah, dude, the the main girl and the main guy. What a in, controversial pick. What a controversial <laughs> pick. And then Tima in the manga is actually named Michi, um, and actually she's androgynous, so like she can actually switch between like masculine and feminine looks, which is really cool. Um, but in in the movie here, she is uh, a femme because like the guy, the evil guy, like based it her like on he did some like Rei Ayanami Gendo shit basically. But anyway, we'll get into that a little later on. Uh, but yeah, dude, let's do it. Main topic, Metro Police. The Metro right. Police. Right? That's how you say it? Or no? We should have started with that. <laughs> Metro. <laughs> Just make everybody really mad. Just straight up, just Metronatana Tonda Tonda. <laughs> uh, no. Metropolis from 2001, based on the manga, like I said earlier, from Osama Tezuka. Studio Madhouse in, in the, the middle, middle of the street. street. We haven't Mad said that in a long time. <laughs> What's uh, the last thing Madhouse did? Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to look it up. Go ahead. Okay. Directed by Rintaro. Uh, that's all, like, that's, like, their name. Like, that's just what they go by. That's, like, their pen name, I think. Rintaro. Uh, they are, here's the, the, their, like, resume is huge, okay? Um, they've worked on, uh, they were director for the Final Fantasy OVA, the Genma Tyson, Gunnam. They were a co-producer on Gunnam, which is, for those of you who don't know, that's Battle Angel Alita. Gunslinger Girl, Hinotori Uchuchen, Kamui no Ken. Kajuko, Master Keaton, um, Paranoia Agent, Storyboarder, Director for Moomin, uh, Storyboarder for Paradise Kiss, Director and Storyboard for Pirate Captain Harlock, Galaxy Express 999. Huge. Okay, just look it up. Also, Screen- sorry, oh, sorry, I just want to say uh, Studio Madhouse is doing Sunny Boy. I was about oh. to say that too. Yeah. There you go. Well, um, they, did, they did Overlord. That's right. Overlord. Yeah, dude. Um, Neo Tokyo X, 1999. Screenplay by Katsuhiro Otomo. Do I even need to fucking say who that is? They're the manga for Akira, okay? Like, that's huge, okay? Um, which is amazing, because they've also... Rintaro and Katsuhiro also worked together on the Neo Tokyo short as well. Um, yeah, Katsuhiro Otomo. Uh, animation director Shigeo Akahori. They did BNA. Nadesco the movie, Paranoia Agent, Monster. So these people, these three people in particular, have worked together. It's the big two, right? It's the uh, Otomo and Rintaro. Otomo and Rintaro and Shigeo Akahori have all worked together on many things. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But as far as like the creative, like like what the story was going to be about, that type of thing. Rintaro and then, yeah, yeah, what, what you're saying, yeah, Rintaro and Otomo, they're like the ultimate duo. Like they're fucking, like I, you could probably give them any just random fucking 1920 story and they'll make it some kind of fucking crazy masterpiece out of it. You know? Oh, he did memories too. I, I forgot about that. Ultimo. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. supposed to be really good. And real Gen Z, real Gen Z 
Steam yes. Boy, another extremely expensive yeah, anime dude, movie. <laughs> Steam Buns, dude. So good. We should cover that. We should cover that, dude. The Steam Bun. In three years, we'll do a, a retrospective on it. <laughs> <laughs> if we're all alive. <laughs> uh, dude. But yeah, dude. I fucking Metropolis, dude. The Basically, to sum it up, in the great city of Metropolis... Severe community structures and prejudice dominate a world where humans and robots live together. Unrest and violence increase with each new day. Searching for the scientist Dr. Lafton, suspected to violate human rights by trading organs on the black market. The Japanese detective Shinsakuban and his nephew Kenichi arrive at Metropolis. In the scientist's laboratory, Kenichi discovers a girl without any memory of her past life. He decides to help her, so they run away together. And, uh, yeah. And basically, this there's there's girl... a bunch more to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to keep going, and if, if you didn't want me to keep going, because there's a, it's kind of long. But hey, you um, might well keep going. His Finish uncle it. follows him and penetrates the dark secrets of the city to find Duke Red, the man ruling from the shadows in political power. Meanwhile, Kenichi desperately desperately tries to protect the girl from the people hunting her. However, Duke Red and his adoptive son have their own deep reasons for chasing the girl. These reasons are connected to her true identity and the struggle for the domination of Metropolis. Yeah, and there's this thing in the middle of Metropolis called the Ziggurat, and there's a throne in it, and you sit in that throne, and you have, like, the capacity to control the throne. You control Metropolis, and Metropolis is, like, in, in for the time period it's in, is one of the most giant huge industrial cities of the world and so controlling it basically means you can control the world yeah pretty much yeah and so to sum it up really tima the android that they find in dr lapton's lab she is uh, a robot or android or gynoid that is like fucking so far beyond advanced the average robot that you find in Metropolis. And she has the capacity and energy and endurance to sit in that throne. And Red Duke or Duke Red, their plan is to like have her sit there and he kind of controls her and she does all the whatever, you know? Yeah. There's, and there's a lot of symbolism in the movie, which we can get into later. A lot. This is this is like a movie that you probably want to watch like twice and like watch an analysis of it too. It's just so you can like see what they were going for, because there's it's there's like a lot going on. I agree. I agree. Does anyone want to start off? Do you want to start off, Nick? I mean, really, what it is? I mean, it's pretty. It's like super apparent because about twenty minutes in, fifteen twenty minutes in. There's discussion about how there's different zones, right? If you think of things yeah. like, um, if you think of things there's like, like Final there, there's four zones, right? Like there's, three main zones. There's, there's so there's zone three, which is like where they process sewage and poop, and zone two where like the core and machinery of the the a lot of the power is run through. Oh man, what was zo- that TV anime with the robots that like played the video game? Where you, you had the robots like at the bottom and then the people at the top. Anyway, oh, uh, decadence, decadence. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly like that. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it just <laughs> Nick is getting reminded of completely random ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like verticality. Yeah. If you think of like 
if you think of like Final Fantasy VII or Battle Angel Alita, things like that. Yeah, it's a pretty common yeah. thing. Like where you have the you know the rich people the at the top, the elites, Elysium. That's like an extreme Elysium, example. That's, a, that's another one. Yeah, isn't that yeah. where like they live in space or something? Yeah, dude, and Paul people live down on the poopy earth, some shit. That's basically like Battle Angel Alita. Like there's yeah, 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 the city above whatever, and then there's New Junk City at the bottom or whatever, Metal City. Um, but yeah, dude. And it's um, it's really interesting. Oh, what were you gonna say? Oh, nothing. I was gonna. I was just gonna say, you know, continue if you want, because I. You were gonna say what was I gonna say? I you were gonna say that there's like it's right away it's very apparent that there's like because like it kind of opens with this scene with Duke Red sitting behind this kind of other rich dude smoking a cigar and they're like to the press there and they're like asking him shit like oh well what does this have to do with you know does your politics come into play here and he was like I don't need politics to remind everyone that Metropolis is. A unified blah 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 blah, and I'm just telling you what you <laughs> want to hear because I'm a politician. <laughs> and obviously, politicians are shady as fuck. And this guy is drawn, designed, dressed shady. He looks shady. He looks sketch, sus right away. You know he's the villain the moment he comes on screen. Okay, and I think that's just that's just speaks to Osama Tezuka's. Uh, you know, artwork and how he describes people, you know. And did so, you guys watch this in the sub or the dub? I had heard We already that know Danny, what Danny did. <laughs> I know Danny did the dub, so I watched I did too. the sub. Yeah. I wanted to watch the sub since I knew somebody else was already watching the dub. So, Oh, did we say where this is uh, streaming? I mean, you, you can obviously, like, buy it on... Uh, there, it's not streaming You can, like, watch it on anywhere. YouTube and stuff. You can't. I tried anywhere. looking for it. You can't. I can't. I couldn't find it on YouTube. So, so I maybe they changed that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can buy it on like Amazon. I mean, it's on Amazon. There's there's actually a Steelbook Blu-ray of it, which is oh, really I cool. Specified. I just typed in Metropolis, and that gave me a lot of links. Yeah, you got to put 2001 film or anime. Yeah, yeah, it's like what, I, 30, 20, 30 bucks, give or take. I don't mind saying That's this because I have a copy book. of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind saying this because I have a copy of it, but I watched it on a site. Let's just say, but I do have a copy of it on yeah. DVD. I watched it's- it on one of those free sites, and like I tried a bunch of them, and they were all low quality, except for one of them had medium quality. But then it had like porn pop ups, <laughs> so it's like pick your poison. Yeah, yeah, dude. I picked but, my poison. So I have a, a question of- for everyone. I just yeah, want yeah, to ask yeah. this: Is this our first time watching it like i'm gonna go ahead and say it it was it was definitely my first time because the the first time i originally watched it i think i must have fell asleep or whatever the fuck it was a while it was a long time ago so okay i was a kid i actually watched this when i was like 12 oh did you yeah okay no wonder Um, you turned out like this danny (laughs) so you you, so the first (laughs) time you watched it was basically when it came when it, out when it when it came out yeah 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 well like I, so it came out in 2001 so i was 11 then um and it usually takes like like even back then it it would usually take a, at least like a year or two for things to come over from japan yeah to yeah. get like dubbed and stuff so i was probably like 13 at the time oh okay and that's prime anime funny, years and funny thing enough like 
my cousin was watching it too. Like my older cousin. I, I, I have like way older cousins than me aside from my cousin Patrick. Um, but I went, I went to like his house, well, my aunt's house and he was watching this on TV or like he rented it or something. And I even asked him, I was like, do you know what this is? He's like, no, but it looks pretty damn cool. (laughs) It's hentai and it's art. (laughs) I kind of say the Stanley quote every time. Yeah, dude. I think that was a deleted scene from the office. They deleted it. Yeah, they they deleted it. I don't but think like, it, yeah, that wouldn't be on TV. As soon as the DVD came out, people put it on YouTube. So, But yeah, anyway. So this is your second time watching it then, Danny? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's been so long. Like, I, I after the first time watching it, like, so many years ago, I kind of forgot about it. But anytime sure. I saw, the co- like, the poster cover, like, with Tima in, like, just, like, from her, her shoulders to her head, um... Like in her yeah. glowing and stuff like that's just like such an iconic photo or poster of the movie, and I've always said, "Oh yeah, I did see that," but I don't remember like I can't I can't really remember the events of like or even my first time experiencing it because sure. it kind of like went back into like the back of my brain. So the again watching it again kind of reverted back to those memories and stuff so um i I kind of felt like i was watching it for the first time again sure and how did you feel uh i mean it was was, i felt like i was back like 13 years oh not 13 years ago but like i felt like i was 13 years old again so beyond beyond the nostalgia though did did you like it yeah yeah i mean like oddly enough i wasn't really focused on like the the a lot of course like the themes that that happen in the movie um but i was just more focused on on like how it looked and the animation and and even the music choices that were made for this yeah oh yeah what was that song they played at the end i won't stop loving you was it ray charles or something or yeah uh, not ray charles no i don't think (laughs) no it's not ray charles it probably like uh, we should look that up we should know that i was looking up the streaming yeah you're right it's not i at the time of recording it's not like something you can officially stream you would have to go to a an unofficial site or you could buy unofficial uh, it. I mean, I would say like what you could do is just go to YouTube and watch like Can't a Metropolis. Can't stop loving you. Performed our Ray Charles. You are absolutely right. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just go to YouTube it. and watch the uh, the Stephen video for it, and you'll be like, oh, this is good enough. All right, I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> this is good enough. I'll buy it. Watch the pause and select video and Stephen. And how do those guys not have more more subs on their channel? That's like so crazy to me. I bet it's the algorithm. Yeah, I don't know, probably. but I definitely loved the music that was playing very like new orleans style jazz um it it was it it very even though the like um what is it like the era that it's taken place in like so futuristic and stuff like there are robots everywhere and all that kind of stuff and yet you have like this you know, swing like nineteen twenties music playing. 
it's like it's it's kind of like cowboy bebop and how how like they have the jazz with the futuristic uh, right, because when yeah, it's is a little this... cyberpunk, a little noir, a little. Well, they, I think what they what they called it was a futuristic diesel punk because it's very. Um, oh, yeah, diesel it's very, punk. That sounds it's badass. Very, <laughs> yeah, it's very. It's like a retro futuristic diesel subgenre, punk. and it's like it's based on gas technology. So, like, you know, the robots run on yeah, like yeah, gas, yeah. oils and shit. It's like, mm-hmm. it, which is which is amazing, right? Like, you never think something can make you feel like. You're in the future, but it's still retro at the same time. Yeah, yeah. which is definitely like because kind of reminds me of Bioshock a little bit. Oh yeah, that's a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like the way people are dressed and stuff, like they're dressed like they're from like the fucking 30s and 40s and shit, you know. But like the and the way the car, even the cars are designed, you know, it looks like the Red Duke's car. It looks like a Rolls Royce kind of and whatever. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think um, aside from the themes, which we'll get to get into in a little bit, which I love, by the way. It, this is a super visually stunning. I mean, the storyboarding and you know. Oh which is yeah, also... dude. They they pulled out all. What was it like? Fifteen million dollars or something for this movie? It costs a lot for them to make it. Fifteen million, which is one billion yen. Yep. One yes. million dollars. Hitoshi Yamaguchi did the the storyboard and cinematography. And they were the cinematographer for like Ninja Scroll and uh, Demon City Shinjuku and shit like that. So, like, it's 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 really amazing. And I, I can't remember the name of the, of the person who did the background. I forgot to write it down. Oh no, but Sen is punching air right now. Sen is punching huge if, air. If, right if now. they if they listened. <laughs> um, that that fucking hold on, I have it right here, fucking here. But like, it, oh, Anime oh, News Network should have it. Katsushi Aoki. So, again, this is another person who has worked with these people before, the people mentioned before. Um, Cyber City Oedo, I don't know, Nikki. Uh, Anna, I gotta Anna. watch Cyber City Oedo. People keep talking about that. Casher and Sins, by the way. Um, and uh, they did it for Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence, which is crazy. I need to but watch yeah, more dude. Ghost in the Shell 2. I've only seen... Standalone complex and the movie, the first movie. Dude, Innocence is really cool, but I know it's not canon technically. But yeah. Anyway, are there it's, any like interesting yeah. stories in the development of this movie? I'm trying to look them no. up. I thought I, I thought I did, but I couldn't find I'm sure, it. I'm sure there are, but I just <laughs> I didn't do. I'm trying to copy the anime world order where they're like they spend like the whole time talking about the background and not actually talk about the <laughs> like the content. What um, I love, what I love is that that um, after Rintaro did his first couple of jobs, he began working for Mushi Productions, which is the studio run by Osamu Tezuka. And his and Rintaro's first directing job was on an episode of Astro Boy in the '60s. So like yeah, you have yeah. to, you have to imagine that him getting to direct this film was fucking amazing. You know what I mean? And a lot of Rintaro's like inspiration comes from like gangster shit and noir and French like French noir films and shit like that. So I think that's super cool. I like being being inspired by like Osamu Tezuka and then being able to go and work for you know, work for him and then later adapt one of his manga and being a director 
for it is i mean that's got to be like a dream come true it's got to be like it's got to be like Anno finally getting to do a Godzilla film or an Ultraman film, oh, which yeah, he's yeah. doing right now. You know what and I mean? A lot, a lot of these like old guard like knew each other, of course, because they worked with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think I did. Uh, did Otomo and Rintaro know Tezuka? Pretty when, sure when they did. did. He die. He died. Osamu Tezuka. He died in eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah. So I'm sure they actually did know him. I'm, I'm yeah. guessing. I don't. I, I don't know the full extent, but. But, uh, yeah. I, I mean, and I know they wanted uh, to make like Rintaro wanted to make it use of the digital technology that was starting to become more popular. Yeah. Yeah. Because the digital animation didn't start until like the '80s, but then it didn't really start until like later on. Like they would use little snippets here and there, and in this movie they used. Like I think like the buildings and like the, you know like the giant fish outside the window and a bunch of other stuff, but like most of it was hand drawn. A lot of like the the camera shots where it's like diving into the city or moving away was probably like a lot of digital uh, rendering. And, yeah, rendering. especially this time the uh, two thousand one was like really when like the switch to digital animation was really starting, and like they were, they didn't even use cells as much. Or they were starting to transition away from cells. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, but yeah, this movie even has a nomination at the Festival de Cine de Sigis. Sigis? Sigis? French? La Frenchy? Oh, no, Spain. Sorry, it's from Spain, not France. I believe it's the Festival of Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal? <laughs> oh, my God. Is it Keynes? How do you pronounce that? Keynes? Cans, can, cans. Cans. That's a different one. Huge cans. Huge cans. <laughs> huge you're gonna cans say it. film festival. I knew you were gonna say it, so I had to say it before. Oh man. But yeah, no, I I mean that's all the background information I can I you know, that I can find. But I'm I'm wondering like when did it start like production? I wonder how long it took him to make it. That's what I'm curious about. Like how oh it took five years. The film took five years to create. That Sheesh. makes sense. Yeah, so they probably started in like 96 or something. It says it right here. Yeah, that means, yeah, 96. Woo, lord. Yeah, Redline took seven years. Of course, did like some really? of that time. Well, a lot of the time in Redline, they they had to like scrap what they did previously, so they probably could have done it a little quicker, but. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the, like some of these movies take a long time. Actually, I think a lot of the really popular movies took multiple years. Yeah, didn't I remember before Christmas take like 11 years? Anyway, it's I don't not know anime, about that. But. Really, eleven? That's insane. Well, because the whole thing is stop motion. Yeah, stop motion is like ridiculous. I don't ridiculous. know anything about it, but I know it takes forever to do it. <laughs> Nick, it's easy. All you do is you take a Gundam figure, you move the arm up a little bit, take a picture, move it up a little bit, take a picture, move it up a little bit, take a picture. <laughs> then you move the leg a little bit, take a picture, leg a little bit, take yeah, a picture, leg <laughs> a little bit, take a picture. Oh, anyway, man. let's 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 dive into some of the fucking themes, though, right? Because here's the thing. Okay, the original Mango Chutney is pretty different um, in terms of like things that they want to explore and some of the characters like Rock wasn't in the manga. He was only in the movie. He was added to give more antagonism and uh, background story for Duke Red and things like that. Where it, And also the movie incorporates more elements from the original German film by Fritz Lang. Um, and when I say that, I want to, I want to mention 
that the Fritz Lang movie and this are completely different. They're not. Yeah, they didn't like directly. Yeah, they didn't directly yeah. copy the. It's not, this is not a remake. Yeah, no, no, no. It no, has no. like some similar motifs, but that's it. Or wait, I think like on Wikipedia images? and some other places it'll tell you it's a remake, but the Fritz Lang film came out in 1927, uh, and there's like remastered versions of it with like newer soundtracks and shit. But that's beside the point. Um, I mean, they had the cigarette, which is they both had like a giant building that took you know that was like the set piece. Yeah, and they yeah. both had like workers and the elite, but they had like yeah. different themes going through them. Like the, uh, so I think it was the pause and select. Yeah, the pause and select video on YouTube. They or he he explains all this, and it's a pretty short video. It's like fifteen minutes, but everybody should go watch that. But he he's like, yeah, the twenty seven film, nineteen twenty seven film was like community beyond class. The nineteen forty nine Tezuka manga was uncertainty and chaos. And then the Rintaro and Otomo movie from 2001 was, uh, it had like a bunch of other stuff in it. It was like Dystopian Have Nots, Terrorist Society. It, it had a big, the, the main theme was like authority. He was, he was talking about like state versus military, socialist versus imperialist, Japanese Plutocrat- versus the other. Plutocratic society. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody should just watch his video. He explains it better than I ever could. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's it's in the yeah. in this film in the two thousand one film, I think it was said by Rintaro that he wanted to do more of that exploration because, like, obviously, he didn't want to because he didn't want to adapt it exactly the same because the 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 whole theme of like robots learning to love and connect with humans was mostly explored in the Astro Boy cartoon show um, in the sixties. Yeah, and I think and, they they the directors like their favorite they they tried to draw from his like first three manga or something. Yeah. So I think in here was a perfect opportunity to kind of more explore all of the characters as a whole and what they are contributing to this society and what they're trying to do with it. And in this case, you have Kenichi and his uncle Bon who kind of happened upon it while looking for somebody. And then learning how the way society works. And even right away when it's being explained to Bond by the robot detective guy, um, they call him Pero. But he's got like a long code number, but his they call oh, him yeah, Pero. Because robots all had uh they, they weren't allowed to have names. Yeah. Because it, it was, was humanized. Illegal. It was yeah, it was humanizing. It, it humanized them. And it was illegals. And uh so they didn't people them. were like that. I wish we didn't have names. That's that's bad. <laughs> Just give me a barcode. <laughs> but fucking yeah, they they nicknamed him Pedro. That's called your social security number, Nick. No, yeah, I want a QR security. code. That's it. Just Nick wants a QR me. code. I'm gonna then tattoo we, then a QR I code. Have to get in awkward situations where like, oh man, I forgot their name. Uh. I'm gonna tattoo a QR code on my butt, and it goes to a Pornhub link. Anyway, <laughs> so like, I fucking right yeah, away. But they deleted half their stuff. Anyway. Maybe it goes to an hentai link. Um, fucking goes to a decentralized video that they can't delete. Um, all right, Nick. Fucking. <laughs> Have you guys right bought away, Bitcoin lately? <laughs> the robot is like the robot detective guy, Pero. He's like, which by the way is hilarious because it's also Spanish for dog. Um, which they explain. Yeah, that was the name of my old dog, Pero. Um, he's explaining to him. Yeah, the way it works is like this is zone two, this is zone three, this is zone one, 
and then up there where all the fucking yutzes live, you know, fucking yuppie shit. And then what right about away, Megazone. Do they have Megazone in there? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. So right away, Ban is like, "That's bullshit." Fuck rich people. <laughs> Hashtag eat the rich. He didn't say that, but Bernie like he was, was right just, all along. He kind of like right away was able to like criticize. He was like, "This bullshit. That's stupid." You know, because um, obviously, like they're they're here from Japan, right? And they work at a Japanese embassy, uh, kind of away from Metropolis, but like they're from Japan, and so like it's it's very apparent right away when they go down to the later zones and stuff like that, they can see, you know, what like what Nick said earlier, the have and have nots kind of thing. And uh, it's like... Yeah, because uh, a lot of the humans, like, lost their jobs. They're like, you took our jobs. There was no, like, regulation in how robots were made and who this and had what and whatever. And when they're talking to Atlas, who's, like, the leader of this resistance, like, revolution group, he's trying to re- lead a revolution against, like, the futurists and elites and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, there's, like, there's like two or three families to a room down here we there's not any jobs that we can we can take you know um all the jobs that are like would be helpful to people are above and there are all the jobs that are like you know working on robots and working on metropolis and shit like that yeah and that's kind of like part of the japanese nationalist theme because like japan's very xenophobic it's like 98 percent japanese in that country so like this movie's kind of like pointing at that a little bit Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except they use robots, which is instead interesting. of humans. Yeah. So I mean, there's themes of. I think that's funny though, because it's like, oh, we're afraid of immigration, but in reality, you should be afraid of automation. <laughs> right. Because that's what's going to um, take your job, not somebody coming to the country. Well, you know, it depends on how you look at it, but I mean, I, I guess I, if you're, yeah, if you're out there picking fruit in California, then maybe. But anyway, picking fruit in California. That's what they do. What? That's what Californians do. Actually, a lot of immigrants like start their own businesses and stuff. Anyway, enough politics. God, fucking Nick. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, hashtag I open mean, borders. We don't even we don't even need a country. Really, I mean, really, open borders. We don't even need a country. That's that's so hard. I let's, agree with that. Let's so mix much. all. Yeah, of our dude, flags. we don't fucking need. Let's mix all of our our nation's flags together into like just a tie dye flag. <laughs> Looks like a '90s tie dye T shirt or something. I mean, I would I would rock the shit. They would just go wherever you want. Oh hey, I'm gonna go to the Asian side real quick and get some fucking ramen. Fuck you, dude. Shit. Yeah, it's, it's just like you're driving to another state. Like you don't need a passport. Just fucking drive. Underground underground bullet train that goes under the water and then you end up in Japan. Dude, they're like, I would they're, visit my they're I would visit my like family that. in Thailand every weekend and I've then been, get <laughs> fucking God, noodles for a dollar. So crazy. They they're actually building like undersea. They're building wind power, no, solar power in Australia that connects to Singapore. <laughs> Cuz Singapore has like no space to do anything. So they're like, "All right, we're going to pay you." Run this undersea underground undersea cable like fucking four thousand miles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's man. dude. There's so much crazy stuff being made. 
I gotta look at what uh, Nick's YouTube algorithm Dude, looks like. Anyways, I've talked enough. Everybody so, like, watch the B1M and uh, tomorrow something. Tomorrow's future. So I want to say one more thing, and then tomorrow's I'll let you guys build. T- I'll let you guys talk because I was talking forever. But I, you know, obviously these themes have been done before and whatever. But like you have to think of the time, right? Because this was done in two thousand one, and it was pointing out a lot of this, this stuff. It was pointing out a lot of problems with you know capitalism and shit like that right away. Capitalism. And- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this one had a lot of capitalism themes in it though. No, nah, I think it's just implied, but they didn't. They I didn't really touch wrong. on it too much. <laughs> All right. Wow. All right, Nick. No, like I mean, Maybe it's, you it's imp- study symbolism better, Sam. But if you think about it, it can all go back to capitalism because it's just like they they on the backs of people took advantage of, of shit. Then when they had all the shit, just made robots to replace all of them. And then now beyond that, let's make a super powerful mega super humanoid robot who can just control shit from there. So everyone is to their knees. Fuck you. You know? And I think that not only speaks to capitalism, it also speaks to like, you know, dictatorship, imperialism, fascism, and shit like that. And I think, uh, you know, I feel for like I don't even know what those words mean anymore. <laughs> if those people can read, they would be very upset. <laughs> like, what even is but, fascism? Everyone just calls each other fascists nowadays. It's like, what even is that? <laughs> I mean, it's exactly what this Duke Red guy is. Like, he fucking, literally, that's what it is. It's it's fucking taking over shit on the backs of people, and then brainwashing oh, auto- them to believe autocracy, that, pretty much, and 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 brainwashing people to think that you are the voice of reason, you are the one who can lead, you are the one who can do it, and all these people are the bad people. It comes from They're the Italian the, word for bundle. The robots go crazy. Red Duke. Red Duke saves them by controlling metropolis from the robots and then everyone goes wow he's our savior like that's that's literally what he was gonna do so it's a false flag yeah i mean think about it i'm just saying words i don't even know what this stuff means (laughs) come on man did you watch the movie who watched the movie here (laughs) i did i watched it in half screen on my phone i'm just at two times speed no, I couldn't because the dub sounded weird that way. I had to watch it one times. Their audio wasn't very good. Like, sometimes you can watch two times and it sounds good, but this one is like, ew, ew, ew grainy, weird sound. It's like teeny. Uh, here's all you need to know. Sounded good at one time speed, though. We don't need one person ruling everything, and that one person was Duke Red, and he was trying to do that. Unless Fuck it's that. me. I think I'd be a pretty good ruler. Maybe. I would be... I don't know I about would, that. I would be a tyrant. <laughs> Just... Everybody under my thumb. Maybe. Anyway, I've talked enough. What do you guys think? What do you guys think of the movie? Aside from like what we already covered, like the visual stuff and cinematography and all that. Like, what did you think of how things were presented, executed? The animation was great. It's definitely very different compared to like what you would normally see, um, especially. Especially when there is, like, a big moment that happens and then all of a sudden, um, you know, like, it starts, the screen just starts to go black and, like, there's, like, this one circle that's just, like, focusing on one person and then, then it's very, like, 50s kind of, like, 
Well, how it was like the like, Looney Tune circle. Yeah, oh yeah, I used a yeah. lot of those old like fifties transitions, like the circles shrinking down and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it was shrinking definitely up and very in. refreshing to see that type of visual animation uh, done in a movie, especially. So like compared to I don't know something like the um, the Demon Slayer movie, you know. It's, I feel like it's on a whole other level of cinematography and like people should definitely watch this for that. Like just, just to see like how different it is compared to what uh, filmmakers are doing today. Yeah. Cause and a lot just, of the like, new stuff how is. It just evolved a lot, I would think. Or we, you could say we devolved because they don't, they don't focus on backgrounds as much as they used to. Well, everything is on the computer now. Not a lot. Like there yeah. aren't, there I feel aren't like that gotten many. Lazy with backgrounds. There aren't that many animators that do hand, hand drawn animation. Like well, they don't, they don't draw on it. paper anymore. They draw on like their. Yeah, they draw special on, like, technology or whatever and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Their special technology. Like, yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, it's the same thing with fucking illustration and drawing. Like, no one is drawing on paper anymore. Everyone is Maybe drawing on tablets. On tablets. I'm sure they draw storyboards on paper. That's my guess. Yeah, I still do. I mean, I would still do storyboards on paper. There's probably do. some, but like, as far as like what goes into the final product, it's digital. Yeah, but I think also that speaks to like the the whole way the transitions work with like the shrinking circle and the swipes and everything. I think that also was like meant to also kind of attribute to the diesel punk genre where it's kind of noirish yeah. and old school and retro, you know, but uh, yeah. 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 I agree. I love that too. I'm just amazed at all of like the clothing movement and like background characters. Everything's moving in the background. Well, cause that's cause in anime movies, you can afford to do that. Um, whereas in like a TV anime, they don't like background characters don't move in TV animes and like, they don't have like their clothing flowing around all the time. Like when, uh, when Kenichi was like reaching for, uh, Tima at the end of the movie and she's like about to fall and like all of his clothes are just billowing and like everything's in the back. It's just going nuts. Well, like, when she sits in the well, fucking thing too. Yeah. Throne too. Oh yeah. 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 She like poofs up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. This looks, I mean, this looks better than a lot of Ghibli movies in my opinion. I wasn't going to go there, but I'm glad wow. you did. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Not okay. all of them. Not all of them, but like, yeah, some, like, like, think Akira levels of like. Yeah, I'm the same, like, same guy. <laughs> so it's like. I mean, the, yeah, the animation Akira was, was wild, you know? And I think. Um, yeah, obviously, obviously they have teams of people doing this. It's not one person animating it. There was like, there was like eight, nine key animators listed on this. And that's just the key animator. Yeah. And then you have the in-betweens. You got all yeah, the, stuff. Yeah, those like four in-betweeners on it too, yeah. And then you got the robots too, you know. like the, You got the robots and, working and on it. zone dude. number two or whatever, and they're drinking their beer and all that. I got another them. robot. He runs me and gets me coffee when I'm animating, you know. Exactly. Just go down to Star Bitches real quick. But I want to point out the, uh, we didn't mention the sun because like they were trying to like harness the power of the sun, or so, I, I remember exactly how that worked. They were trying to make it so like sh- the so Tima could like shoot the sun or and like control all the weapons. I'm yeah. mixing up these details, but something like that. And so she represented like the Japanese emperor, 
which was like a big thing until World War Two, where the emperor had to like undeify themselves or something like that. I don't know how. Like, I should really read up on the history of that, but <laughs> like up until World War Two, Japan had an emperor with like who had like real power. I think they still do, but they don't have like they don't have like power or something. Yeah. And like they they thought the emperor was like literally a god or whatever, like they had the power from the heavens. And so Tima was like she sits on like a red orb, which is like the Japan flag or whatever, and and like you know it's all about the sun and like. But then there's like also it's showing the the uh, the bad the, the bad aspects of having that the emperor like everything collapses and they have to rebuild after that. Because mm. at the end of the movie they start they play that Ray Charles song and like the whole city's crumbling. It's kind of like Fight Club, not really. <laughs> Yeah, that you know, the end of the movie building. where the, where a bunch of buildings blow up and the song plays. <laughs> yeah, Z- Ziggurat, the Ziggurat is destroyed. Um which yeah. is the big huge fucking building that's the control center of where Tima would sit. Um yeah, that's in the the song plays. The juxtaposition of that song by Ray Charles and that was pretty fucking cool, I would say. But yeah. Yeah, no, when when that like explosion, like the destruction of um, the building the or whatever. Yeah, Ziggurat. Um, the fact like once Rock touched that button and it went silent, and then the song started playing. I was like, oh, that's so amazing! Like to have that start playing as the explosion is start starts, and just mm-hmm. like keep having that song play for maybe like a minute or so, and then ease into like some explosion sound effects oh it was so good i was just like that gave me goosebumps but i think that's uh, i was expecting death from castlevania to show up (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking i was was like that's a real interesting point what nick said like the the power of the sun and how that's like japan's flag and symbol and how she was supposed to represent the she was supposed to be the emperor i think like she was supposed to represent the the coming back of that tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, but then right away it imploded on itself to show that it doesn't fucking work. That's not a thing. Or, well, yeah, they gotta of. live in that new world. Like the, they gotta not be so super nationalist, which is like a big issue in Japan apparently, or at least it was yeah. at that time. Like it'll literally crumble on itself and implode and shit. Like it just doesn't that shit doesn't work it's like a big representation of how how the uh, you know and like and yeah then it, it turns so at the end it turns the vertical society into the horizontal society and then you have like the robots and people like living you know co-mingling together they're trying to clean up shit like they're walking together and then Kenichi's like i'm gonna stay this bitch i'm gonna stay here and he's like friends with the little junk robot fifi and they're, yeah. like, cleaning shit up and finding Yeah, and wasn't, that like, wasn't that, like, Tima's heart or something that got re-resurrected uh, or something? Yeah, he found that where that Fifi pulled out and the little red, it's like a red piece, yeah. That was Tima's quote-unquote heart. They, they, had a little, they had a little love, uh, little uh, puppy love going a little bit, kind of. A little, 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 little puppy love? This is a stupid question. Was the boy a robot? Kenichi? No. 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 Okay, they all looked very similar. Anyway. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Those are lifelike robots. <laughs> it's just the uh, it's the Tezuka style. They look like they all look like Astro Boy. It's not my fault. 
They all look like Astro Boy. And the one They're guy looks Astro like Boys. the Monopoly man. He gave- There's one Monopoly guy, and everyone else is... Is that the investigator? No, that's a different guy. Can we also just... Uh, I just want to point this out real quick. Um, Aladdin was in this movie, at least in the dub version. The voice actor? Yeah, yeah. Um, Who do you play, Atlas? Yeah, he played Atlas. Scott Weinger? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of characters, actually. So did okay? Did we mention that the doctor created Tima like in the image of his dead daughter? Was that what happened? No. So so Duke Duke Red or Duke ordered Duke Red ordered um the scientists to create this humanoid cyborg as her as his deceased daughter, and that's that's where like his plan was like having his daughter well cyborg daughter to like rule the the city and everything like that what was the detective's name why can't i find him on mail who's the the old guy the detective guy his name was shinsaku bon 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 they literally don't fucking have him on the my enemy list page (laughs) Well, yeah, you should do. stop using no, they don't. my anime list. Anyway. Yeah, they, Mal kind of sucks for a lot of things. But it's good for other stuff. I don't know. doesn't have all that empty uh, space. Any list is empty space. What are you talking about? It's too modern. About. I prefer my websites to look like early 2000s. <laughs> all right. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> okay, Boomer. <laughs> I think a lot of like, a lot of Japanese websites are like still like they have like that old like uh, out of date style. I'm sure they're like fixing it now because Japan is like very afraid of any kind of change. They're like, dude, they can't do it. If they if they can make something slow and uh, bureaucratic, they will. Except for trains. I can't, can't tell if you're being for real. I don't think that's true. It is pretty true. They make you do a bunch of bullshit paperwork. <laughs> I know. I've listened to Trash Taste. <laughs> God. Anyway. They live in Japan. So that being said, what do we what do we think? What do we any final thoughts before we score the bitch? I can't stop loving you. I've made up my mind. This is definitely a hidden gem. Yeah, because it. Uh, how popular is this? Seventeen hundred on Mal. So eighty-five thousand members. All right. And obviously, more than eighty-five thousand people have seen it. That's just like a fraction of. That's just whoever has a Mal account. Because it's a relatively old movie, not old, old, but for my anime it's list, like- it's old. It's like 20 years old. 20 years <laughs> old. <laughs> it turned 20 in May, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's pretty relevant today, though. Uh, yeah, I think it still works. I mean, I think, uh, like I said, I mean, it's just a, it's just a, it's kind of like a, a rushed example of um, why certain systems don't work in a society. And, uh, 
the way they represent that is with like you know a little cute android girl and a little cute boy running away together trying to run away from fucking crazy people you know uh but i mean it, it's the setting that i think is the main thing that's why the fucking movie's called metropolis but i think it's i think it's great i give it an 8 out of 10 mm. why and why not a 10 what what are the downfalls we didn't mention that that is a good point um there's, I don't know, it was a little, it was a little long. Uh, you know, the manga's one volume. So, like, uh, I think all the stuff added, um, there were some parts that I was confused about. Like, I didn't, there was some parts where, like, because they don't explicit, Red Duke doesn't explicitly say, and not that he has to, you know, not that you have to, but they could have found a, better, a way to explain it better. But, like, he doesn't explicitly say, like, they don't explicitly mention that, like, Tima's based on his daughter that he lost in the no, second world did. war or some shit I, it must have been I a brief they mention did. we need it we need it to be like really over the top like uh giant robo they were <laughs> so so when i need when, it to be like ikahara where they just repeat the same things over and over so i can get it drilled into my memory sorry so so tell me again danny because i remember like the pictures they, falling out of the they, journal but. so remember when like rock kind of like snuck into the lab and everything oh like that's that. right that's to talk to her yeah that's right. yeah and and like he was oh even, yeah the cool guy he, he was even asking about uh like to the scientists like what does this person mean to like my father and all this kind of stuff and this and that in the third and oh so yeah like they directly uh say it yeah but i mean like even throughout the movie I mean, right off the bat, when you see Tima, like, you kind of just assume that Tima is uh, Red Duke's, like, deceased daughter because of just kind of, like, how, how like, when when Tima and Duke, like, I guess if you want to call it, like, they were finally, quote-unquote, reunited or something like that, like, you can kind of tell, like, how... The way he looks at her. He looks at her, treats her, like, all that kind of stuff, so... Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess I was slow on that uptake. I I got it before that. It's a problem with Sam and Nick. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, and also, there were... I mean, it was... It was... There was a it's, lot of it kind of jumped around a little bit in I parts will, Yeah, like, I will say like it definitely did a lot, a lot going of jumps. On. Yeah. 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 Because like the like the part Nick mentioned where like they were trying to like do the test on the sun thing and then all of a sudden the robots around went haywire. They didn't really explain that too much yeah. or why. You, I think you're just supposed to kind of get it. Um and that's how it was supposed to work. And by the time like it got towards the end when Tima was at the ziggurat and everything and they were explaining everything you know, then you kind of, it kind of clicks, but like it, 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 there's a part in like the, you know, the second, fourth or third, fourth of the movie where it kind of jumps around like that. And you're kind of wondering, okay, well, obviously they want Tima. So what's going on here? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. But in, in terms of everything else, I give it an eight, I think straight up still nine is like, better than an eight but because of the jumping around and whatever 
you know, um, that made things kind of hard to click for me, which again is like like what Nick said is more a problem with me. Um, you know, ten is like uh, perfect, it, perfect. It could be a problem with the movie. But like, yeah, and ten is like a perfect, perfect. So I still say eight because like, everything else was like really fucking good, you know, themes and animation wise and such. But what about you guys, Danny? I guess I'm gonna go first, of course, because Nick well, you're not talking a lot. You, we gotta let you go first. <laughs> um, yeah, I talked a lot. Sorry, Danny. Sam's filibustering. How freaking dare you, Sam? Uh, you know, I'm done. No, I'm kidding. I'll commit Sudoku <laughs> right now. Um. Uh, I, I, I give it a seven. Um, I like, it's definitely something that I haven't seen in a really long time. So I definitely got that nostalgia back. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't really say it's going to be like one of my favorite kind of things. Cause I did get distracted half the time. Like I wasn't really paying attention. It didn't really draw me in too much because I kind of got the gist of what was going on in a way like you know futuristic like vintage diesel punk like like we mentioned and everything and you know mm-hmm. he, here here's Vin this punk. Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is stronger than family it's the same thing it's the same thing except they're bald <laughs> and they got family oh yeah they, they got family, family. <laughs> Um, you know, like, and boy, boy meets girl, you know, evil people want girl, so boy wants to escape with girl so that she doesn't get kidnapped, but then eventually gets kidnapped. Turns out she's, like, a part, you know, a super important role in this, like, whole fiasco. Also, you have side character of, like, who has daddy issues, and um Danny, that say that again stuff. but in a russian accent no <laughs> no i don't know why that just sounded like you're like um, you have side character you have side you, character. Have you skip side all char- the us and the thes and everything and you have side character a- who has daddy <laughs> issues just because you are a bad guy doesn't mean Medium you are bad, bad guy, guy. <laughs> 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 um yeah yeah so i kind of like didn't really have to pay attention too much and and it didn't really like get me like oh what's gonna happen next kind of thing so um yeah, i still you're just trying think, to stay afloat yeah like i still think like it's it's animated really really good like i i i was still appreciating like all the colors that were put into it especially like for the backgrounds and everything like that but the actual plot, I feel like there are some holes that could be filled. Um, so, but, yeah, yeah. I give it a seven. I'm going to go right in between. Seven. I'm, I'm going to be the cream in this Oreo. I'm going to give it a 7.5. Seven. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we have our little Anime Summit Oreo. Um, Anime Summit Oreo, dude. I pretty much Ooh, agree. Why'd you put it on the Nabisco scale? Oh, oh Nabisco scale. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't eat sugar anymore, so they're all zeros. I'm just kidding. Oh, I, do, I eat way too much sugar. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it's good. It's good. I I, I kind of want to rewatch it. I think like it's it kind of reminded me of Giant Robo, but it wasn't like as it was cinematic. It was, 
but there's like just like this there's like there's like that little extra something that's that little extra something that's it's missing missing i can't even quite name it it's like maybe it's a hook it's missing like a big hook for me it has like a lot of symbolism and and it's cool to like figure that out and like read about how other people analyzed it but it it's not like it doesn't have like just like the like that oomph you know what i mean it does sure it does but it doesn't i don't know what am i saying <laughs> it has the oomph but like in the maybe, visual maybe aspect, maybe the, maybe the characters weren't as as like they didn't jump out to me as much cuz like yeah. I, I got a thing against like the robot characters and like characters with amnesia or robots it's basically the same thing where like they have they're like i am trying to be figure out how to be human like even Violet evergarden had that problem sure and it's it's always like kind of the same deal I am just learning to love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wasn't really the point. That was like a very small theme to it, but um I wish it was close. I wish they had done it more like Giant Robo. I just want to watch Giant Robo now. <laughs> yeah, dude, we should watch Giant Robo. But yeah, the, like like Sam and Danny said this this movie looks amazing and it's 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 a really interesting uh thematic uh uh hodgepodge of stuff going on. Yeah, dude. Hodgepodge, um, more like Majpodge. More like Ma- what? So I'm just short circuited. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Um, much anyway. like Tima, Sam short circuited. Yeah, dude. Dude, I thought. Yeah. Otherwise, I think it's pretty decent. I think everybody should give it a watch. I, I want to go um, on a sci-fi bender. Just watch a bunch of sci-fi shit. Yeah, dude, let's watch Galaxy Express, dude. Let's do Galaxy Express. Oh, yeah, because uh, is that Rintaro or is that Otomo? Also Rintaro. I mix yes. them up. Yes, Rintaro, Rintaro. Um, Rintaro who? Yeah, dude. Rintaro who? <laughs> Hamtaro? God damn it. Hamtaro? Who? Hamtaro, Did he make Hamtaro? No. No, nah, dude, All but right. uh, Bijou is best girl. Mm. Who? Bijou? For real, though. Bijou? For real, though, who is that? <laughs> The white, the little white ham, 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 With the ham, little, ham. little pig tail. Oh, we're talking about a different thing now. Okay. I'm talking about Hamtaro. It's a Hamtaro podcast. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Yeah. Very cool. Everyone should give it a watch. Let us know what you think of it. And, uh, dude, I kind of want to read the mango, to be honest with you. Oh, you know what this movie is missing? Is. A little bit of comedy. Oh, yeah, there should have been a little more comedy sprinkled. But, like, in, in a good movie. way. You know, I want characters to, like, I want them to laugh. <laughs> I want them to laugh. <laughs> Fucking Nick is like, dude, there should have been more comedy. There should have been more people dying. <laughs> get a little bit of both. What? Maybe somebody laughing at people dying, right? That's the bad guy. That's how you know they're the god. bad guy. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, give it a watch. Let us know what you think. Um, let me know what you think. And uh, I think it's great. Uh, Osama Tezuka is a fucking legend, so there you go. That's in reason enough Dude, we gotta, to watch it. We got to do a Tezuka manga in the manga book club. I can't believe we haven't done that yet. There's a ton of them in, that you can That's choose from aside, from aside from, you know, Astro Boy and, you know. Oh, yeah, like a bunch Pluto and a Blackjack? I don't know. I can't remember what else he's done. I, he's done, like, he's done so wanna, many. It's like stupid wanna, how many he's done. I want to read Pluto. And also maybe watch it. Oh, Phoenix apparently is a good one. Phoenix is good. Apollo also get some, song. Also get some going a guy up in there, huh? Let's do some going. Oh, dude, guy. yeah. What what is a uh, Violence Jack? I think. Violence Jack. Was that Jack? him? I don't know. Yes, it was. 
and Demon Star and uh, Cutie Honey. Shit like that. I think he also did uh, some other shit. Anyway, doesn't matter. That being said, you should watch Metropolis. I've been Sam. That's been Nick. That's been Danny. And we've been the Anime Summit Podcast. Actually, that's a good idea. And if you join the Discord, you can nominate these things that we're talking about at the end here. You can nominate them for book club. Sam's noms. Maybe you Mango. should show up to a book club, Sam. Chutney. Shut up. <laughs> Sam, you Don't. have no excuse. You and I formed the manga club, and why aren't you participating? Because I got shit to do. You heard me, family? I got shit to do. Shut up. <laughs>